Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Touchdown Titans! There are no flags on the field! It's a miracle! Titans fans, Titans fans, Titans fans, when I tell you that there could not be a game that was better than the one that we saw on Sunday. Unbelievable. Nick, I like I don't I'm still kind of speechless, so like I don't really know even how to start this segment off, or I don't even know how to start this podcast off, or I don't even know how to talk to the people about it. But there is no way that you could expect or want to see less fight out of a team than we did. Like the the fight that this team had in that game with being down, what was the most they were down? What was it, 15? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah like, 24-9. Yeah. Being down in that at the 12th man and then not only not only finding a way to come back, but not going away from the run game, not going away from your identity, yep. and still making it happen. Well, I think a good way to start out the podcast is to give a PSA to our fellow Titans fans. The Titans find themselves in a deep hole, and you think to yourself, I think this game is over. No way the Titans come back from this. Do not tweet it out. (laughs) Oh, my God. Do not tweet it out because it will be found and you will be roasted. There is no – and the reverse, there's no benefit to tweeting out because if you're right, nobody's going to be like, wow, look at this guy. He he totally called them losing caught the game. It. He called it's, it. It's 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 all risk, no reward. Yeah. So yeah, don't don't tweet out. I think this game is over, even when it's obvious that that is the case. I thought um, about starting this podcast over, and I think this might be the most petty thing that we've ever done. I thought about <laughs> I thought about literally just going through and like as I hit play, just being like reading each like tweet that I that like I saw <laughs> that was still around, and be like, oh. I'm about to I'm like this team sucks. Oh, Vrabel is not a good head coach. Oh, like I'm done with this game. I'm going to get drunk. Like there's so many tweets that I could have found and all of you follow me. So I see them all. I, and I love every single person that tweeted out all of this stuff. Don't get me wrong. And I get the emotions. I get it. I think at Titans Twitter, as like, we could do a whole episode on Titans Twitter. Don't get me started. But I think Titans Twitter as a whole, like we need those fans. And we need, and I, I think that we have the best energy when it comes to NFL Twitter. Now, granted, I haven't like been able to dig deep in other like fan bases because I don't, I don't have a lot of followers when it comes to that. Just Bears fans mostly, but, and I mean Bears fans, that's fun too. But uh, so, like, there's a lot that goes into it. I think that it's, it's fun to see. What I just, I think some people just don't understand. There are going to be Titans fans that just go way from zero to a hundred real quick and people aren't really used to that and they're just like oh my god i can't believe you said that listen there's gonna be people to be like yo game over after the first play it is what it is that's titan's twitter baby like 
Well, and you know what? I don't necessarily that the reason why I don't rag on those people is because we've we've all been victims as Titans fans, right? We've been hurt before and we've been in those games where we're down that much at halftime and they never come back and it just gets worse. So I think a lot of people doing that is, you know, kind of a defense mechanism to not get hurt anymore, to just shut down. Don't don't let the pain seep in. And so I understand that. But talking about this team in particular, uh, you know, say what you will about variable, but those dudes will go to war for them. Even even in the in the Cardinals game when they were down by a lot, you know, they, they were still trying. I don't think the fire was there, but we saw it come back this week. Um, and we saw it happen, you know, in the prior two years as well. When they get down, they're not necessarily out, especially when you have stars like Derrick Henry, who can put the team on his back and bring them back. Um, so, so it's just some great performances. I love to see the fire. I, I do think that was missing a little bit in week one. Um, I just don't think you can count this team out. You know, in the past, they haven't been able to score um, a lot of points, but we saw in the last, especially the last year that that has changed. So just, just don't count them out. That's all. That's, that's my advice to my fellow fans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I, and I understand the, um, I understand the anguish and I understand the despair because as the game kind of went along, there wasn't a moment until I, like later on in the game that we kind of even felt like that it was going to be, Oh man, like this might be important. Let me tell you, let me, let me admit this. I, myself, I started out the, like in the middle of the first quarter I was watching the game on my laptop playing PlayStation because I was like, you know what? Like I need something to do. Like I'm a, <laughs> if we're not going to win in real life, I'm going to, I'm going to kick somebody's ass. And then as the game kind of went along, I was like, you know what? It's impossible. It's in, if you're a true fan, it's impossible to really do anything else while the game's going on. Because I was like, man, I'm trying to live tweet while watching the game on my laptop while playing like it's just not it's not gonna happen i'm like i still want to i still have to live tweet because all this stuff is going on and there's just no way and you get so enveloped in it win or lose if you think that you can actually peel yourself away from the game if you're a true fan and you're a true diehard which many of those people that overreact and put out those risque tweets they're all super diehard probably been probably been to more games than you they probably been they probably have seen like their family has like the roots are deep. They've been to the games with their dads, their grandparents. They probably have better seats than like most season ticket holders. So don't get it twisted when you see these fans overreact and stuff like that. You could jump on them, and a lot of people did, but these people are like super die hard, and it's impossible. Even if they say, you know what, turning this off and going to drink, I'd rather watch basketball, or uh, you know what, I'm jumping ship. Like these people aren't going anywhere. And they've been there. So, like, don't, like, it's, it's people that read into it too much and they just want to be like, oh, see you, bye. Like, oh, oh, this motherfucker always saying this, that, and the other. Like, listen, don't get it twisted. Like, I, I these true Titan fans are very, very emotional because of the fact that, like, we want a Super Bowl. We want to see our team be competitive. AFC South, all three teams lost before we played. So it's like, oh, well, no matter what happens, like we still in the AFC South. That doesn't work for real fans. Like we don't want to be competitive in our division. We want to be competitive in the, be competitive in the NFL. Like that's how that kind of works. So, I mean, I get 
I get like the uh, the emotions of it. What I wish that would happen is I wish that those people would kind of like just realize like, all right, like I, I like I've done this before and it always bites me because it is the mm-hmm. Titans and the Titan. I was talking, I was talking to the old lady about this. The Titans played a competition, so they have a really bad habit of being in a game where like everybody's like, oh, Arizona. The first game, we're coming out. It's on, man. They're going to see the greatest show on turf. We're about to be like the 99 Rams. And then they say, (laughs) you know, like, we shit the bed. And then then we come out against the Seahawks. And I literally, I see a tweet where somebody's like, man, we're about to lose 59-0. And I'm like, what? Like, that ain't going to happen, obviously. But we, like, those are the type of games that we win. Like, I I feel like people forget how, how, like, how the Titans, like, (laughs) pass goes like that's those are games yeah. we win games we shouldn't like if anything we lose to Easton next week like you know what I mean like it'd be the yeah. it'd be the it'd be the dumbest stuff the the like one rule of Titans football is that they always perform the opposite of expectations so that's that's how you knew that they had a good chance in this game um talking about the game itself it I mean it didn't give you much hope from the get-go no, I mean you got a little hope from the three and out that we had on the Seahawks, but okay, the uh, the defense showed up, and then we get the ball, and then it's run, run, pass, punt, and I'm like, oh boy, here we go again. Downing didn't learn any of his lessons. Um, defense held tough, and we ended up the quarter, you know, three three, not great, not terrible, and then the floodgates open, um, and Lockett finally got free with the big play. And so I think that's kind of when everyone was like, oh, boy, here we go. Um, the, I, I think the Titans offense outside of that first drive looked decent the whole game through. Um, but they they made the mistake of not converting any, any points into touchdowns when they got down the red zone. Too many field goals um, and too much reliance on, on our friend uh, Hefty Randy. I'm going to rebrand him from fat Randy, call him hefty. Um, <laughs> but it, I, I don't know, like it was very disheartening. Some of the big plays they gave up, but I thought that giving up on them was premature because the offense I thought started to look better. Um, the things we talked about last week, seeing more play action, passing on after that first drive, they started, you saw some passing on first downs. We, you know, Tannehill was looking great. Yeah. Um, so that's why I was a little, you know, like, I don't think we should give on them just yet. There was, there were some flashes there and they were putting enough pressure on Russell Wilson. And whenever, you know, they didn't give a big, a, a big play, they were, they were getting stopped. So, um, I don't know. What, what was your take from the first half? <laughs> yeah. I knew, like, I expected Lockett to make some kind of play. We talked about, and we yeah. obviously we talked about it last week. We knew that he was going to be a factor in this game. What I did, what what I didn't expect was for him to be as open as he was. But we did that twice, yeah. like so. It was it was kind of like, hey, like this is a play we're going to call. It's a zone type scheme, and then instead of us playing two man deep, like I said in the two minute warning last week, it was those guys playing kind of like mid zone looking for some kind of like, I don't know, like some kind of slant route. Like we're playing so shallow because the, the route was like a 30 yard route. And then the guys like, I, I, I'm surprised 
that one of them wasn't dropped because they were that open. Like it just because they'd just be shocked. Like, oh my, like it's unreal. Kind of like, <laughs> kind of like uh, the Giants whenever Slayton was wide open in the end zone yeah. against the Redskins. I expected something like that. Like, but because it was just that wide open. But I think after the second one, Vrabel was like, Hey, uh, hey, Shane, uh, you, you might never run that play again, or you're gonna be, uh, you're gonna be unemployed working at FedEx with that kicker. Hey, like, like that, like I, I think, like that's kind of like what the mindset kind of was. So I think that they kind of like whatever that play was. I'm glad it got scrapped after that second touchdown. Though both of those plays were enough for most NFL teams to kind of be like, yeah, we're out of this thing. And most, and like our. I get the fan base being like, well, there it was. That was the nail in the coffin. And I, because when the second, when the first one happened, like, you know, calm down. It's still a little early. When the second one happened though, I was kind of like, all right, like we are in a, we're in a, we're in a bad shape here. And there's many people that are like, yeah, yeah, that we could definitely tell our money hookers out like this and the other. And I get it. I think because of the play call, though, the play call was just a terrible call and it put it, it put the defense in a bad position. It was a perfect offensive call and kudos to Pete Carroll for just like, it doesn't matter how old he is. He always finds a way like to put his teams in positions to where they just, they're just competitive. Mm -hmm. He's always talking to his coaches. I mean, they just, they just always ready to go. So if you, if you don't go in there and you're ready to kind of fight back, then it's kind of tough. And I do think that in the second half, that we kind of were just like, you know, you know what we're going to do. We're going to be aggressive as we possibly can on defense. And then on offense, we're literally just going to try to outman them. And that's just Derek Henry just kind of took it upon himself to just kind of have a day. So it had a lot to do with it. AJ Brown had a huge, had a huge crack block on that touchdown run that people don't really talk about. That was really big. He like, he comes down and kind of stops Jamal from catching this, from tripping him up. And it was, it was, I mean, so like that's, that was what I was kind of talking about last week when it like, you can't get away from your identity. Like at the end of the day, like it's, it's nice to have Julio and stuff here, but at, at the end of the day, like we don't really get everything going unless Henry is doing what he's supposed to do when he does what he's supposed to do. It opens up things. And I mean, I mean, the tight ends were there. They were making stuff happen with the first girl out. You're thinking that the tight ends out of the play. And that wasn't, that was not the case. Like Swain was balling out of his mind. He was fired up. He's in people's face. Uh, Maybe a little too much. You mean Pruitt? Oh, Pruitt. Yeah, Pruitt. Yeah. I was like, Swain was not balling. (laughs) No, he was not balling. He was not balling. Yeah, Pruitt. I'm sorry. I was way off. But I mean, so like those are the type of like, there was, there was just, you could tell in the second half that they were just like, okay, like we're just going to go back to just kind of ground and pound. And that's what works against the NFC. The AFC for, for the most part is very successful against the NFC because of the fact that the NFC is very flashy and the AFC is just kind of like they're blue collar. They're not white collar. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, but that was the the same reason I was kind of worried about this matchup is because, you know, they had the explosive elements in Lockett and um dk metcalf and you know in our last pod i talked about how good they were at throwing the deep ball and obviously that did come to fruition um but i think on the whole um you know i i tweeted that i felt like 95 percent of the time like the time the defense played well and the five percent were just like three or four plays i think even vrabel said today in his press conference 
Uh, you got, you know, you got to play better when you give up like five plays for 200 yards. I, I don't think that's exact, but I think he acknowledged that you just got to eliminate the big play. Um, and so even though they were flashing, they had those big plays. I think that they really did take away most of the explosive elements. You know, Chris Carson can get going at times. Uh, Christian Fulton did a great job on DK Metcalf. D, you know, Lockett went off, but Metcalf was pretty much held. I mean, he had what, like 40 or 50 yards, something like that. Yep. Um, and, you know, you were talking about Pruitt. I think the Titans were really getting under the Seahawks skin. Um, you had like two or three personal foul or personal, um, personal foul injuries. What not personal foul injuries. Oh, um, uh, what am I talking about here? Um, I don't, and sports more like conduct. That's, that's it. That's it. Personal foul injuries. God, yeah, so this, is this is a Monday. This is a Monday. I was up late, uh, hyped from that game. Uh, yeah. Unsportsmanlike like conduct. And then they, you know, the, a lot of roughing the passers. Like, honestly, the Titans probably aren't in this game if there aren't some of those crucial penalties. That yeah. Have. That taunt, that taunt call was the biggest one. Yeah. Yeah. That was all right. Now that the game is over, I'll just say that was pretty weak and that I hate taunting. It was bull. But, it was uh, I was bull very happy crap. to profit. I was very happy to profit from it in the moment. Yeah, I saw you were like, hey, just so you know, I was a fan of the uh, taunt call yeah. like this whole time. I was like, yeah, shut up, Nick. <laughs> taunting, taunting makes me sick. Uh, I was like, get out of here, dude. It was such a weak call. Like, I was like, uh, they're really going to give us that? I was like, I'll take it. It, I was like, obviously, everybody was like, it's a makeup call because we obviously, we, I mean, we lost so many points. I mean, we lost a touchdown by Julio. They give him that first down. It was a safety in overtime. And then, I mean, granted, thank thank goodness we came away with it because if we didn't, then. I do not. I would not want to even log in to Twitter just yeah. because of the fact that it would just be a blood. It'd be a bloodbath. It's a bloodbath already. I, I want everybody on Twitter just to calm down just a tad. If you guys just don't mind, so we can enjoy this victory before you guys start <laughs> getting in each other's throat. Like, God, give me, like, give me, give us a victory Monday, and then we can do a get back to war Tuesday. We, we'll name it something like bloodbath Wednesday or something. Like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. But like Mondays <laughs> for victory. Yeah, I, I mean, you've been on Twitter long enough to you know that it's not going to happen. I think nope, not going to happen at all. Not people, gonna... people love the chaos. We're but, talking, you know... we're talking about changing the logo on a Monday. Are you? What are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? What are we talking about? I mean, nobody wants to talk about like you know good offensive line play when you can have hot hot topics like changing the logo, <laughs> getting rid of the flaming thumbtack. Um, I mean, are the, Titans, yeah. are the Titans better without Lawan? That's what I'm hearing now. Oh God. I mean, that that was unfortunate too. I'm I'm kind of thankful to you know that we haven't heard an injury update on him because if we had, um, that probably would have meant they would have already known if he like had retorn his ACL or something. So probably it's not great news that we haven't heard anything, but I'm, from what I'm I hoping... from what I from what I heard, I have heard some news actually. So he just tore some uh he just tore a little bit of like the like the cartilage or something like that. Oh, he did. It, it was something normal that happens with the way his injury is. And it's not like it's not okay. to be super substantial. Now, I don't know what his status is for like Sunday. I mm. say I say that if Carson Wentz doesn't play, just don't even play him. Like and we just kind of yeah. see if we can just make it happen, uh, just to kind of rest him a week. Because after the coats, obviously we got murder's role. Like we talked yeah. about this already. So it's going to be uh, one of those situations where we're going to need every single body that can go to be ready. 
so I don't really know. Um, I don't really know how long it's going to keep him out or how serious it's going to be or this, that, and the other, but yeah, well, I'm glad, I'm glad it's not super serious then because, um, you know, if, if he had been lost for the season, there's a chance that that terrible game he played in was his last game as a Titan. If you look at his contract, if he had suffered a season in any injury, uh, they might've, you know, gone another direction in the off season. So I'm, I hope he gets another chance to, you know, suit up because that would be for, you know, for as polarizing as he can be at times, he's had a pretty great career as a Titan. I would hate for him to have to go out on that note. Um, but you know, the offensive line did play awesome in his stead. And you could maybe argue that that was the biggest difference from week one to week two was giving Tannehill time to throw. Um, you know, it helps not going up against Chandler Jones, but uh, Sambrio and Quisenberry did a great job. Um, and I think, I think Todd ground Todd Downing kind of found his groove a little bit. I mean, um, over 500 total yards. That's, I think, um, Someone said, was that the most in like the past three years or something like that? Yeah, or maybe most for he, he said some 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 benchmark there that he passed, but yeah, it was something crazy. Uh, yeah, he and you know, we had talked about you know trying to walk the line between being like Arthur Smith and Matt LaFleur and being your own person. And I think I kind of saw that in this in this um this week two game. You know, he got back to the play action. We saw more of that. He got back to Henry and wearing down defenses and building, you know, building off that run game to open up the passing game. Um, but we saw him mix in a couple new things that we hadn't really seen, you know, it was always, uh, they love the zone runs, but we saw some guards pulling and um, doing a couple different things that, you know, were unique to Downing's offense. So I'm, a, you know, after week one, I was pretty hopeless, but um, I think we saw some flashes enough that we can be um, excited to see what's, what's to come from here on out. Yeah, I mean that was that was the thing, and I, I mean I get that Henry had a lot of touches in that game, but it was what was working. So yeah, I mean what are you supposed to do in that situation? Yeah, it's, can't do it every week, but that no. week, yeah, you had that was like a I won't call it a must win game, but being zero yeah, and two yeah. is is almost almost a death sentence on the season. Yeah, what's that? Yeah, what what's that? I think that percentage was like fourteen percent or something like that. It yeah, it's like, it's like ten percent. Yeah, um, so. Yeah, so I mean, you got to do what you got to do what you got to do in that situation. Do I think that our situation was a little different because of how our, our division? I mean, we look yeah. like our division and like the the NFC East are both uh, like that little Spider Man gift where they're like, yeah, similar. Yeah, so I get it, but I mean, I do think that more than likely we probably still would have had a shot. But when you get that win and you can kind of get some momentum and kind of get going right before you kind of start a division game you want to do it so it was it was huge and it was like it was a big uh it's i think it's going to change the mentality of the team going into practice Derek henry said in the post game that you don't just want to win each sunday but you got to win every day like you got to win in practice you got to practice that way you got to do this and uh when you don't practice that way and I'm pretty sure like Ben even said this on our podcast last week. When you don't, when you have to practice at that full speed because if you're a half second late, you miss it. And by the way, 
Al Pacino also said that in any given Sunday, by the way. So I don't like uh, just throwing that out there that like this is just, like it, it's the iconic line. If you're just a half second too half a second too late, you just miss it. Like so, if, when you're not ready for that speed, you're off. And I think that between the pressure of having that first home game with the with like fans being able to just kind of all fill the stands, and then that first home game and the season opener, yeah, it's it's some teams get jitters in that situation. So, I mean, it's just, it's just one of those situations where you just kind of have to bounce back. And I think that the Titans will like, they, I, I, they may turn a corner and who knows what happens against the coach. I'm hoping that we get like a game that we had against the coach when we played at the coast last, last year. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. So we yeah. come out, we do what we're supposed to do. We, we start the run kind of going heavy we keep, I'd like to see Henry with less than 30 carries and then we're able to kind of mm-hmm. get like Julio Jones and stuff going. Like, I mean, I want to get AJ, AJ Brown. I want to get him going like just so he can get those jitters out of the way. He had some drops last year that people talked about. Um, and I think that people kind of got to realize is that like, that's nothing new. Right. Right. Yeah. He's, he's always struggled with it. And just cause it's, you know, it's not something new doesn't mean that he needs to work on it. Um, I can't tell what it is because I think he has good hands, but it's almost like he's such a yak monster when he gets that ball that he, when the ball is coming in, he's already thinking how he's going to take it to the house. Yep. Um, And so I, I, and then I think he kind of just got, I wouldn't say a case of the yips, but it really felt like one of those things. Like, you know, when he was on the sideline, he just looked discouraged and kind of builds on himself. Luckily, I think he has a mentality to bounce back from that. Uh, you know, he was even joking after the game when his one of his family members said he, he couldn't he couldn't, couldn't catch COVID. COVID if he if he tried. Yeah. So I think I think he'll be OK. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see the Titans, you know, right from the get go against the Colts, go to him, get him right in a groove. Um, yeah. I think that'll be big because, I mean, they did all that without AJ, essentially. Um, so if, if they can get him firing all cylinders, man, that offense can be lethal. You know, I mean, I like. I just think it's one of those situations where, um, what we, um, what we got to realize is that for somebody like AJ, it's just, it's just kind of getting his. He's got to get it like he's got to get his feet right. He's got to get his mind right. He has to get out there. He has to get hit. He caught a couple of slants where he got hit so fast after catching the ball to where I was like, you know what? Those are the type of plays that'll get a player like kind of used to like to speed because we don't need him to catch the ball and do what he did against Baltimore last year. What we need is if he called a couple of those passes that, uh, that were thrown to him yesterday, then we're in a position where I, we're talking first downs, move the chains, get back to Henry, see what happens and then just kind of go from there. But like he's in his head, he's just like, if I'm going to catch this, I'm going to stiff on this guy. I'm going to try to break this tackle. I'm like, bro, just catch it. Just catch. He, if he caught the ball and fell down on every single pass that he, if he just caught every pass that was thrown his way, then we probably won that game by fourteen points. Like so, that's what people got to realize is that like he's in a position where we have to like kind of reel it back a little bit and let him know like, listen, we don't need you to kind of catch the ball and run for fifty yards. Just catch the ball that's thrown to you, so we can keep the keep the drives alive. Because then, it, I mean, it the plays that where he was targeted, if he catches those, like it's, I mean, it's a totally different ball game. 
I mean, and Julio, Julio did what he was supposed to do in that game. Yep. I mean, if uh, he obviously if he gets that touchdown, we're talking another ball game too. I mean, it's just that's it, that's little small things that we saw where we can have positives. And the defense in the second half was the type of defense what we need going forward. Yeah, um, I, I think having Julio on the team will be um, a good thing for AJ's future, just to see, you know, the kind of professional he is and how he goes about doing things. You know, it, it obviously won't come to fruition after two games, but um, man, Julio really stepped up, and especially coming off a bad game. You know, we talked about last week with Ben. You know, people saying, "Oh, Titans, Randy Moss 2.0. Not the case. Not the case. Um, and I, I think honestly that the big Julio, um, catch for like 51 yards. Um, I think that's, I almost felt like that was a turning point. I think, um, the tie, it was a tie game at that point. We ended up, you know, we only got a field goal out of it, but that's kind of where I felt like the offense got their juice. And then the defense, I, you know, you mentioned the defense. I think they started feeding off that a little bit, um, you know, obviously not right away because they gave up two huge plays after that. But um, that I, I really do think that um, having X factors like Julio Jones uh, and Derrick Henry are, you know, why this team is different than in past years. So if AJ can get on their level, um, you know, if he can really get some difference makers on defense, uh, I think Byard's been playing better than he has last year. Um you know, he had some tough breaks in that first game with, you know, some of the close calls on, on Kyler, just barely beating him by a hair. Um, but I thought he was pretty solid last, last week and Christian Fulton showing up and if Dupree can get healthy, you know, I, I think that this team has a higher ceiling than last year. So um, it's early to say that, but the flashes I've seen in that game, give me a lot of hope. Exactly. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, the team's got a lot of potential. It's just it's got to keep the momentum going. Just keep the momentum yeah. going. Keep it. The defense just has to stay desperate like they were in that second half mm-hmm. because the offense was doing so much that the defense was like, if we do what we're supposed to do, we can give our chance the team. To, uh, we can give our team a chance to win. And I think that's what kind of get us. Even after they lost, even after they uh, got the they won the toss and weren't able to score, they were still yeah. so fired up. That they made plays happen, and that was that yep. was huge. That was huge. Uh, all right, Nick. So we're gonna go into this. Um, so when it comes down to it, obviously there are there were some players that uh, didn't do what they were supposed to do to kind of put us in a position to win, and they had some plays that uh, were kind of questionable. So obviously, uh, as a football player, whenever you make a mistake, you you, you run laps. So if you had to uh, if you had to make a player take a lap, who's your player that you had to take a lap? Well, you know, I think this uh, segment should be expanded to everyone involved with the game, which is why I'm going to nominate the officiating crew to take a lap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all of them. I want to run some suicides out there. Um, no, man, like I, I don't really need to reiterate um, just how bad of a job they did. Um, but they were like three pretty huge play calls that they messed up, three or four. Um, you know, the Julio touchdown, which – he was not if it was ruled a touchdown he was not clearly out should have stood um you know the third down that was converted by chris carson and then this i think the worst one uh was the safety the non-safety on russell wilson you know luckily 
luckily that panned out all right for the Titans, but man, like there was no way that that was not a safety. Um, I don't know if the 12th man was getting to them or, or what, or, you know, I'm not getting into this game is rigged or anything. I don't think that's the case. They just did a, a piss poor job, but man, they, the fact that the Titans overcame some of those calls is pretty um, outstanding in its own right. Yeah. I mean, there's no way to top what you just said. (laughs) It was so bad. It was so bad. It was so bad to the point to where, like, I think that that was a focal point. And I believe the announcers even were like, I'm just going to say that the officiating crew could have did better. I don't want to, like, I don't want to dig into it too much. But they were were literally just trying to say, like, yeah, this was terrible officiating. And for what I hear, it was bad officiating across the league, which is a bigger issue, uh, Uh, to say the least. But, um, yeah, that was... Yeah, Gene's territory was gritting his teeth trying to find a spin zone on, like, defending that stuff. Yeah, Uh, it was was bad. I I did hear an interesting theory, you know, like you said, there's there's been... um, the refs are struggling across the league. And I mentioned the 12th man, you know, they're, they, they're coming off a year where they're not used to, you know, the fan noise being a factor. I, I think that's probably uh, phasing them more than it is uh, the players themselves. So hopefully we see a turnaround. Um, I, I'll be interested to see. I don't think they can change rules halfway through the year, but I'll be shocked if that taunting call is still, is still a penalty in 2022. Um, because there's a lot of people angry about that across the league thus far. Yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad. Um, I don't know. I was trying to think about who I would nominate to have to take a lap. I mean, it's a tough situation. I mean, I guess technically for me, like when I when we already had this segment kind of drew up and I was thinking about it during the game, I for me it was gonna be AJ Brown right off the bat because of the fact that like some of those if he makes those some of those catches to drive mm-hmm. stay alive. Um, I hate to have to say it, but I mean, I guess that's who I would have to go with just because of the fact that I know that he can do better. Yeah. And in those, and in those situations where if he makes those catches, like we're able to keep, we're, we're moving the change and we can get kind of back to where, um, where, what we wanted to do and kind of control the pace of the game a little bit. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that would probably, that would, that would be where I would go. It doesn't top. I mean, obviously the NFL officiating was horrendous. I'm sure that they've yeah. seen what we've seen. And I guarantee you that there was, there was a meeting that took place. It either took place today or it's going to take place tomorrow after this Monday night game where they're probably going to be like, Hey, like, you know, you guys was, that was not our best showing. So yeah. let's make sure that we, um, we improve going along in the season. I know that it's early in the season, so they're going to give them a break. I get it, but it has to be better. They can't like if the if the Titans official Twitter page can put out a picture showing the whole foot, I get. And there was a lot of people that were confused on that. So just so we're clear, if Julio Jones would have drug his foot and the, his heel would have landed out of bounds, it's a catch. Because of the fact that his whole foot came down and his heel landed out of bounds, they call it not a catch. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. And it wasn't even definitive evidence that the heel came out out of bounds. Right. Right. Like, uh, and that, that, you know, that high def picture that came out shows that it wasn't. So uh, if they had called it, if they said no touchdown on the initial call, I could have understood it. But the fact they overturned that was crazy. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, 
Not not a great showing from the zebras in that game. Bow move, bow move. So when it comes to um, uh, I don't know. Not every t- not every football team does this, but back when I played, we used to get these uh, we used to get these stickers on our helmets every time we made some kind of big time play in big time ball games because that's what big time players do. Um, if you had to give out a helmet sticker to someone, who would it be? Um, that's a tough. You know what? I'm, I'm, this is probably not original. Um, well, actually, the most unoriginal one would be Derrick Henry, but that dude just has a, a promise right. sticker on his helmet. Right. So, uh, he would get my first one, but I, I will go back to Julio and just say that I think that he provided a spark to the team with that big, with that big catch he had and, um, the supposed touchdown, which should have been a touchdown. I think he really gave the team some juice in the first, um, and kind of kept the spirits up enough to not be totally dejected. Right. Uh, w- without him, you know, I think that game could have been uh, even more lopsided than it was. Um, it kept the Titans within striking distance, and they came out hot in the second half. So I'll, I'll give one there for Julio just because, you know, he had some doubters after his first week, but he came back in this game and reminded everybody that he was Julio Jones and did not forget it. So – I'm going to give one to Julio uh, as his first big showing as a Titan. Yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously I got to go, I got to go prove it all day. Just get, so there's nothing better when playing the Seahawks than a very frustrated Jamal Adams. Yeah. Um, I, I, for some reason, I really like seeing that dude. Yeah. All, when, when he's, fun. when he's frustrated and he's not playing and he's playing out of his mind. Well, like if he's, if he's, if he's not level headed, then he gets, over aggressive in the touchdown run by Derrick Henry. Uh, I think that Jamal Adams was so worried about making sure that he was able to get in there and make a play, like kind of like how he's kind of like a Jalen Ramsey when it comes to like, oh, this is a big time play, like it's time for me to make one. That mm-hmm. he like overran the play and was able to get uh, down blocked and crack blocked so easy by AJ that it made it so easy for uh, Derrick Henry to just kind of bust outside and then. You're going one on one with the safety there, and that safety had no chance. Got bounced like a basketball, and there's just yeah. no, there's no way uh, that Jamal Adams should have been inside on that play. So, I mean, but I, I would say that Pruitt had a, um, he had a huge, huge showing in that because when people were looking at that injury report and they saw Taylor one out, they saw first grade out, they were like, well, Amar Hooker's out. They're like, well, oh well, like. Mm-hmm. Like we got to come out, we got to win next week. It is what it is, and I think that he was kind of like, yeah, you know what? Don't 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 just count me out. And I think that he took that he took that personal. And I think that as a coach, there had to be someone that got in his ear, like, hey, just so you know, man, like nobody thinks that you matter at all. Like if first if first gets out, then they think that we just got to chalk up a loss, and we're not gonna. The tight ends are irrelevant. Yeah. And I think he, he took that personal. And I yeah. think that he he kind of came out, he made a statement, and I think that Jamal made it really easy for him. Technically, I should give a sticker to Jamal Adams. Like technically, yeah. if I if I was not being real, I should give a He's sticker to him. He's about 30 yards for, of offense for us yesterday, basically. Yeah, I, I, I should I should be I should be honest to him. I like I should give him one just because of the fact that like he we were able to live so rent free in his head that he was able to mm-hmm. he, he got so frustrated he made so many mistakes that he normally wouldn't make, and he was supposed to be a, such an X factor in that game, and he started out as one, and he was like all over the place. He's doing all this stuff, and then next thing you know, he's 
going one on one with with the guy, and he's just all in his head. Just at Christian Fulton was all in DK's head the same yeah. way, and it's just kind of like, all right, well, these guys are like playing so out of character that like now it's kind of like, well, if we're in their heads like that, then I mean they're gonna make they're gonna make mental mistakes, and it was mental mistakes. And yeah. when they watch when when the Seahawks watch film tomorrow, because they're gonna have to practice on Tuesday because they lost. And they, they're going to sit there and they're going to be like, well, hey, look, this can't happen, Jamal. This can't happen, DK. Like, put your pacifier back in your mouth and figure it out. Like, <laughs> it's like there's so many small mistakes that they made that they yeah. normally wouldn't make. And I think, though, like, those players stepping up and being able to kind of be like, you know what? I'm not scared of these guys. I'm going to step up. I'm not an all pro, but I can do this, this, and this, and this. And that made the difference. Yep. Well, and you're talking about DK too, like that one wide receiver screen where he's supposed to be blocking, just half-assing it. Play got blown up. Compare that to Julio Jones blocking on that uh, Henry touchdown run away from the ball. He kept the you know run wasn't even supposed to come his way, but he stuck with his man and ended up blocking uh, Henry into the end zone. And then obviously you know he talks about AJ on a block too look at that difference, you know, in discipline and effort from both sides of the team. And that's how you can come back um, from such a hole like that is play with fire, play disciplined and do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I think is the difference between like AFC and NFC teams. NFC teams are just so everybody is watching the Packers and Lions game tonight. Just kind of watch. I mean, it's, it's meant to be, pass the ball down the field, your wide receivers are wide receivers, and that's it. In the mm-hmm. AFC, it's just so much more grimy, so much more blue-collar, it's so much more like bet the under because the unders are like where the bet's at. Granted, there was a lot of scoring in this game because of yeah. we were playing the NFC team, but if it was if we were playing like the Steelers or like the Ravens, like you can hang that stuff up. The only reason the Chiefs and the Ravens had a lot of points last night is because their the defenses were just atrocious, and Lamar and Patrick Mahomes are ridiculous, but um, like that's just kind of how it is. That's how it's supposed to be. It's smash mouth. Yeah. And when you're not smash mouth in the AFC, you lose. That's why you have a running back that isn't used to pounding the rock. And then when you pound the rock and the chiefs fumble last night, then you lose the game. Like it's, yeah. that's the type of stuff that the AFC is kind of used to. That's why the Steelers have always been consistent. They have, they've always had winning records and all this other stuff, because in fact, you, you pound the rock teams that are t- teams that can pound the rock, tend to be successful in the AFC. The, the Browns are good right now, and people are like, oh, Baker Mayfield. Like, no, Nick Chubb, motherfucker. Like, don't don't yeah. play. It's Nick Chubb. Like, it's because they can pound the rock and they can make stuff happen. Kareem Hunt comes in. He slashes when he needs to, but Nick Chubb pounds the rock. Like, that, like that's the type of stuff that makes teams successful. Jonathan Taylor for the Coats. Like, that's why they – that's why they, if Jonathan Taylor wasn't on the Coats, then we would – uh, we'd be like, yeah, I don't care if we win or lose. Like, we're winning the division. We're going to playoffs. Like, it, that's the type of stuff that just happens. Yeah, man, that's that's uh, AFC ball for you. So, I, and I think that the the Titans are good when they stick to their identity and they don't get away from it. And I think that's why they came out so flat. Um, an opening week was they just they weren't playing to their strengths. They weren't playing with the normal fire that they do, and they were making. Uh, more mistakes than usual. So, uh, Rabel, you know, what was that stat? He, he, it's like seven or eight and no now after double digit losses. Yep. Man, you got to, like I said, you, 
you can hate on the guy. He makes some bad decisions every now and then, but um, he knows how to manage a team, how to get guys in the right mindset to come back from stuff like that and turn it around. Um, and a lot of teams won't do that. They, they, they go the opposite way, but um, I think we just got to understand with this team that, you know, can't give up on them. They're good at coming back. Exactly. Coach at home next week. We'll talk more on that on the next episode. Uh, Nick, you got anything, you got any final, uh, final tidbits you want to leave the people with? Not really. Um, just encouraged by seeing the defense there. Uh, Crookshank coming in um, from McDougald. You know, I could have given him McDougald and uh, Molden maybe some take a laps there uh, and give Crookshank a, a star for come uh, a helmet sticker for coming in. Him and his speed made it was a difference there in, in um, the second half of that game, only giving up six points. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if he gets more playing time with with Hooker out. Yeah. I mean, we got the coach next week. We're going to dig into it a little bit deeper. Um, guys, we got the win. Be happy with it. Be nice to each other. <laughs> tighten, just tighten up. Yeah. Don't tweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tighten up. We'll see you next time. We'll see you. We'll, we'll see you guys. Soon.